And we continue on the Friday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings. Tim Ring in for Bick today here on Arizona Sports. Busy time for the Arizona Cardinals. Three trades yesterday. They continue their uh, workout in Minnesota. Getting ready for the preseason finale tomorrow. Here to talk about all things Cardinals uh, with us. Uh, fortunately, a member of the team that was not traded yesterday. Craig Greelew. Not yet, uh, anyway. From the Arizona Cardinals broadcast team <laughs> and uh, digital contributor. He joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Gree, good morning. How are you, man? Yes, I am still here. Not in Minnesota, but I am still part of the Arizona Cardinals franchise. Good good to know. And I don't, I don't even think you're on the bubble, quite honestly. I would hope not, but uh, as they say, you know, never get too comfortable. Do you have a no-trade clause? <laughs> I do not, but the next time I negotiate my contract, which would be my first contract ever, uh, I plan to put that in there, Tim. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll start with the, the trade activity yesterday, and, and we hit the Isaiah Simmons thing pretty hard during our show because it happened during our show, and we can get to that one. I want to start with the, the Josh Dobbs trade to pick up a quarterback at this juncture of the preseason, Gree, uh, you know, we gave our, our thoughts on it. It, it. it certainly opens up a whole bucket full of questions at the quarterback position. How do you interpret what happened, especially with how it uh, pertains to, to Kyler Murray's immediate future? With Kyler, I think it's a further signal that he will open up the season on PUP, meaning he'll miss those first four games at least before he can do anything else that's even step on the field to practice. So I've always thought that Kyler was not going to open up the season on the active roster, that it would be maybe four, five, six, seven weeks before we see number one on the football field. And I think the move to get Dobbs just further solidified it, although I think it's more of a reflection on the rest of the quarterbacks in that room. Top to bottom. Yes. Colt hasn't looked great. Clayton Toon has flashed, but he hasn't been consistent. Your best quarterback, if you want to make the argument, has been David Blau, although he's only been on the field for three series. And we have not seen Jeff Driscoll because of an undisclosed injury. So it just might have got to the point where, hey, we need to tread water until Kyler gets back. However long that is, we're just not comfortable with what we have in that room in the event that we need more than one quarterback before Kyler comes back. Gree, we don't know for sure, but we can kind of assume Colt McCoy's probably not going to play tomorrow. So what what more does Jonathan Gannon need to see? Give me some scenarios why the head coach is yet to name a starting quarterback. Is there is there a possibility he already knows the answer and just hasn't said it yet? Or is there a scenario where he literally does not know yet who is going to start September 10th against the Commanders? Before yesterday, I would have said it's just coach speak that it was Colt McCoy week one, no question about it. I still lean towards Colt being your week one starter, but you throw in Josh Dobbs in there who's got history with the general manager. He's got history with Drew Petzing and Israel Wolfwork with his time with the Cleveland Browns at the beginning of last season. I wouldn't be surprised, Tim, if we saw Dobbs even on the field on Saturday, even though he just got into town. Remember, last year he made two starts for the Titans. He was signed on December 21st. Eight days later, he was starting week 17 and then week 18 with the Titans. So does it seem like the odds are long for him to the week one starter? Yes, but it's not out of the realm of possibility, although I still don't believe you'll see Colts on Saturday. But that's just 
that's just me looking from the outside in. Yeah, Craig Grayler from uh, azcardinals.com, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. In terms of the Isaiah Simmons trade, um, I found it interesting during last Saturday, and this was during the game, Gree, um, the, the broadcast uh, had a television graphic that uh, showed the, the defensive secondary and who were, who were the shoe-ins. And there were three players listed as shoe-ins. It was Marco Wilson, it was Buda Baker, and Jalen Thompson. Isaiah Simmons was not included on that. We talked about it earlier in the week. So I guess this was maybe something that was moving um, for, for days, maybe weeks before yesterday's decision to trade Isaiah Simmons. Um, do you think I'm accurate on that? I think it was leaning in that direction, and then the breaking point was Simmons' performance Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And we all know the examples, the play at the goal line, being lost or looking confused in coverage, chasing after a Chiefs wide receiver. Was he given full effort? I think that was the breaking point with there was, if there was a question, the question was answered, okay, we cannot have him on our team, even though he is uber-talented, he's just not what we need. He does not fit within this defense. And in that same game, you saw Antonio Hamilton play a lot of nickel corner, which is where Jalen Thompson had been playing, Mm -hmm. because if you were going to go with three safeties, you would have Buddha and Isaiah as deep and JT in the slot. Well, now you move Antonio Hamilton onto the football field JT and Buddha go back playing safety, and that leaves Simmons as the odd man out. Hey, Gree, I want to ask you, there was kind of a national narrative kind of percolating yesterday by not only fans, but some national media guys as well, that when the Cardinals were making these moves, that, oh, they're they're really embracing the tank now. And I, I, I kind of took umbrage to that. I, I don't think they did anything yesterday that said embrace the tank. I mean, they traded a couple of guys who were not slated to start, and they actually improved their quarterback room to a certain extent. And they didn't really stockpile draft picks when it was all said and done either. I think they ended up with a, an additional seventh round pick after everything came out in the wash i i, I don't I, I do you see it that way i i i don't know why why that narrative began yesterday oh my gosh kyla murray's not coming back oh my gosh they're they're tanking for caleb williams look at they're tearing everything down i mean this is like coming from the likes of field yates and adam schefter as well these i mean, so I, I thought that to be an odd uh narrative that sprung up yesterday after the cardinals made these moves It was odd, but it's an easy narrative, especially if you are not following this team on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. Cardinals are not being talked about. They are not front of mind nationally. So when you see a former first-round draft pick or an offensive lineman traded on pennies for the dollar, you're like, okay, what's going on? But to your point, Tim, Simmons, was he going to be a starter or a significant player defensively? Probably not. Josh Jones was beaten out by Kelvin Beachin to be that swing tackle, and we know Jones is a tackle. He cannot play inside. That experiment earlier in his career did not go well. And then, yeah, the quarterback room was strengthened with Joshua Dobbs. So it's, look, if you're not following this team on an everyday basis, it's very easy to make that assertion and say, oh, yeah, there they are looking to get that number one pick or that number two pick. But for those of us, I think, within the market and Cardinal fans, they can, they've can they been following, and we know what's been going on with this team. Yeah, good points, Greg. Good points. Craig Greeler from azcardinals.com, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Going into tomorrow's preseason finale against the Vikings, what are some of the positions that you're looking at, Gree, as uh, as the ones that are still maybe up for grabs that can be claimed tomorrow? 
Offensively, I think you're looking at maybe running back. I mean, it's not your number two running back. I think that's Keontae Ingram, but can he do it again after a solid performance against the Chiefs? So is it your third running back, or is that a waiver claim down the road? Defensively, two positions, cornerback, how deep are they at cornerback outside of Marco Wilson, Keytrell Clark, and Christian Matthew? And then a couple of players I really want to see and I hope they play is that outside linebacker and edge rushers, whether that's Cameron Thomas, B.J. Ojolari, and my Jay Sanders. Those three players have been limited, to say the least, in practice, not a lot of reps. I want to see something out of all three of those. Cameron Thomas and some of the video that I saw yesterday look good. Ojolari has been on the field the last couple of days, has looked good. But going back to the cornerback, it doesn't matter who you have in your secondary. If you're not getting to that quarterback, mm-hmm. at least making them feel uncomfortable, it doesn't matter. You could have a bunch of all pros in your secondary, and that quarterback will still pick you apart because it can sit there comfortable and just stand there, stand there, and pick you apart and find your open receivers. I agree. Any surprising veteran names that may find themselves right now on the bubble in these final few days? Well, judging by the fact that there are just two players left from that 2020 draft class, Lecky Fotu and Rashard Lawrence, one or both, maybe more Rashard, just because he was been playing late in these preseason games, Tim. And if you're comfortable in your roster spot, you're basically out of there in the first quarter or first half. But we've seen number 90 on the field late in games. A defensive line room could be one of those positions that gets shuffled a lot. Even after Tuesday, how many players does Monty Austin Ford claim? You claim a player off waivers, you got to get rid of somebody. Yeah. Great, great stuff. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good to talk to you.